0: everybody, this is Paul Daniels, Chairman of Involved Investors, and I'm back on business today, having digressed and diverted into COVID on the last occasion. And this time my talk is entitled Growing Oak Trees Without Acorns. What do I mean by that? I mean starting business without funding. Most of the big players insist on investing in companies which require huge investment prior to monetizing. They build scale regardless of cost with no positive cash flow planning. They can demonstrate no real profit viability and they indulge in maximum hype and minimum realism. And why shouldn't they invest when other private equities and venture capital companies, particularly in the USA, choose to believe all the promises, all the hype? It's actually a self-perpetuating circle of the two things which drive all markets, greed and fear. And here, the fear is that they will miss out on the next Facebook, Google, TikTok or other huge multi-unicorn. Ego and chest-thumping work in attracting billions in funding and making founders billionaires before they have proven that they can give shareholders a decent return on their money which surely must be the truthful and honest way of going about business. They're giving you their money, their trust, with their money. Surely you've got to show them a return on it, and be sure you will, and demonstrate how you will. I just don't buy it. I'm one of the little boys, you know the story. We're watching the procession go by and we're singing... The king is in the altogether, the altogether, the altogether. The king is in the altogether, the king has got no clothes. Sorry about the voice, but you know it. The king's undressed and everybody's clapping and completely ignoring the fact, except this little boy. So how did Marco and I found six companies in different industries, build them into profit-making businesses to be sold for high multiples, after averagely five to seven years each, and all from £2,000 in the first company, which was repaid in four weeks. Well, firstly, I suppose we should address why we chose to go that way, when both of us were actually investable and could attract investment. Firstly, we wanted control of our efforts. We didn't want to be beholden to anybody else. We wanted 100% ownership. If we were going to put the work in and have the bright ideas and the endless hours working 24-7, we deserved that. We didn't want to be diverted by the endless shareholder politics. And we wanted to get on with our business and developing our business without the distractions of wooing and seducing would-be investors, which is incredibly time-consuming and diverting. We wanted to accept full responsibility for actions and we were accountable only to ourselves. And because we had the two absolutely essential ingredients of any relationship, see podcast two, trust and respect, we could just get on with it. And we did trust and respect each other. And each of us made mistakes and we learned from them and we respected them. We didn't start as experts in anything we went into. I'd been in the food trade for 35 years. Marco had been in private investment banking for, I don't know how long, but probably 10 or 15 years, maybe a little less. And we never re-entered either of those areas until actually I went into Gray's, the snack food business, because it really was not a food business in the sense of the word that I knew it. It actually had a direct to consumer distribution route and sales route. It owned its customer. It was unique. We created the dream, the dynamism, in each of the markets we went into and we hired the industry experts to develop those dreams. I'm not going to repeat my podcast number four, but if you're interested, it's entitled Helicopters, Boiled Sweets and Little Piggies. And you'll see very clearly, you'll hear very clearly when you listen to it, if you do, why those titles are apt. But basically, you check out the market from a helicopter you conceive in that market a new product idea which is needed but not fulfilled. And it may be an idea which the market realizes is needed or it may be one that it doesn't realize is needed. But you do and you believe in it. And then you suck it and see with first adopters, with those companies in the market who you perceive as being the most thrusting, the most questing, the most innovative. And there are those. Many people just sit on their laurels in a marketplace, do what they've done for years and years, think it's going to go on forever. Well, it doesn't. And they're the people who get caught out. These are the companies who want to move with the waves. They want to create the waves. They want to be ahead of market development. These are the people you need to embrace when you're talking about new products. And you tell them your dream, and they tell you their needs, and they tell you whether it'll work or not. And they may well have better ideas which you embrace. And eventually you find that you're working together as a team. And they are conceiving the idea or believe they are just as much as you are. And that's absolutely fine. You ask those suppliers to believe in you to the extent that they do the development, the product development in the part of your product which they would be supplying on the basis that you give them your word and if necessary an agreement to utilise them and their products in the future as that part of your product. And in order to do that, they develop their part to the max to fit your plan. They also are going to be asked to give you extended credit. And that's real belief, real belief in what you're doing. And you can only do that by trust, by record, by proving that you've got honesty and integrity and that you do pay your bills. So always, work to get long credit, but when the due date is due, pay, always pay on the date. And then they get confidence. They know that with this company, we do give them longer credit. It does cost us a bit more, but we do get paid. We never get any hassle. And in fact, when I said that we don't have any Acorns, we did arrange a large Acorn for us in those days with Lloyds Bank. They gave us an unsecured credit facility of, I think it was 20,000 pounds, for our first company, which actually we never used, but we knew that we must pay our bills on time. So if the cash flow was such that we couldn't pay a large bill as it came in, large to us in those days, we would dip into that. As it happens, the cash flow was so positive in our businesses that we didn't have to use it. And why was it positive? Because it was a new idea, and there's only one time you can price a new idea, and that's when it's launched. So we priced it really high. It was bringing huge benefits. We never priced it to cost. We priced it to what it achieved for the buyer, the value to the buyer, not the cost. So our margins were very high. And then on the other side, you have to develop very close collegiate relationships with customers. So they embrace and own your dream, as I said before. And we got mentors and champions for all our businesses. I can name them. Traffic management products, that's the signpost business. Our champion was Chris at Birmingham City Council. He was the first adopter, he helped us enormously. At T4 Media, that's the advertising on barriers, it was Mike at Vodafone. At Parkover, it was the facilities site manager at Frimley Park Hospital and I'm very sorry I don't remember his name and if he hears this please get in touch and remind me. And in Space Over, which was the modular home business, it was John at the Peabody Trust. And in our storage business, it was Peter at Westminster City Council. We are absolutely indebted to all those people for backing us when it was a big call to back us. We were very small. We were two individuals they'd never met from disparate industries who had this dream. And I guess there it comes down to your record, your personality, and the feeling that they can trust you. That's a difficult commodity to develop. It's either there or it's not. So, where did these companies go? Traffic Management Products was sold to a main listed PLC. T4 Media was sold to the largest venture capital company in the UK. Parkover was sold to a large construction and highway maintenance company. Spaceover was sold to the management backed by very major investors and the storage business we still own with partners and it's a great business. It can be done and it's ironic but what is involved investors doing now, the company that I founded with Marco, it's raising money for businesses. It's now being run by Anna and Rachel and their team and it's growing fast so there are lots of people looking for funding. So why do I tell you that you can do it Without us. Because if you can, then do it. You don't need us. Don't come to us. But if you do need funding, we'll not only find it, but we'll give you free and gratis the benefit of well over a hundred years of combined business experience. All the mistakes, all the white hair, and all the successes. You can learn a lot from the old fashioned ways. And let's face it, not that old fashioned. It's just that the world of business is moving so fast now thanks for listening. We'll continue with business next week and try and start on your own. And remember, you've always got to find the pearls. Listen to podcast number two. Find your pearls, trust them, respect them, and build businesses with them. But you produce the dreams. Dream on, guys. Bye.